Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Hey, so maybe before I start to share, I want to share a little bit about the Ukraine. Um, so we're in touch, my brother and I are in touch with the Ukraine uh, every day, several times a day, actually. And um, this is the one thing that they're telling us is that they are sensing the prayers, like uh, they're sensing the prayers and that our prayers are making a difference. I think millions of people are praying for the Ukraine. Um, and we were in touch with our churches in Kiev yesterday in Lviv, and really we're seeing the hand of God um, miraculously cover them. And uh, obviously there is great tragedy that's happening in that country. But what the devil meant for evil, God is going to turn into divine good. And um, so picture this. Uh, picture this, just uh, people are in bomb shelters, but they're sharing the gospel. Uh, they're praying, they're singing. It's one thing to do it in a church, one thing to do it when it's sun shining and you're drinking your iced tea, but a whole nother thing when you got missiles coming at you. Really, I'm really amazed at their faith. And um, there's a lot of bad news too. I don't want to make this too rosy, but... Uh, but I want to say this is that um, really what you invest in people, like the Word of God, the truth of God, this is what keeps people in, in situations that are so much greater than themselves. Um, in our western city of Lviv, there is uh, <clears throat> huge humanitarian aid coming. Uh, many of you have heard the cities in the east called Kharkiv and Donetsk, and there are trains training thousands of people. So uh, literally the city in Lviv is literally, it's, um, it's almost doubled in size due to refugees. And that's not even including the, the two million refugees that are in Eastern Europe. So just imagine the sea of people, the sea of people. And um, just hearing great reports out of Poland, how the Poles are really just ministering uh, inviting people off the streets into their home, uh, giving them food, and just the the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual burden that the poles are taking in is is exceptional. So I know there's a lot of prayers going up for the Ukraine, but pray for Poland. Pray for Poland. They have uh, they have probably 80 percent of the refugees right now. Hungary, Hungary is also doing amazing. Romania. Uh, we, so every other night we have a Ukraine committee here locally that we are in touch with just to network the giving. The giving has been explosive. Um, our church uh, Sunday night gave uh, incredible amounts of medical supplies and um, we're networking with a humanitarian aid uh, ministry out of New Jersey who's shipping it for free. So that's all going in. Uh, there's also another humanitarian aid that we're working with, with the Chungs in California. They're also sending it for free. So there is an unbelievable outpouring of, of things for the Ukrainians. So that's incredible, isn't it? And um, 
what a what a way. I mean, we we pray that God would reach a country, right? Um, <laughs> we wouldn't think it'd be this way, but literally, God is uh, br- breaking up the fallow ground, and the gospel is being ministered, love is being ministered, medicine, humanitarian aid. Um, it's really incredible um, and really also tragic at the same time. Uh, but but haven't we seen the resilience of the Ukrainians? I mean, I'm really impressed. I mean, they're just like steel, right? Um, and we know that's because of prayer. We know that's because of God, totally. And um, so I, I just want to think about a couple thoughts with you today. I want to talk about the spirit of heaviness. And uh, really in these times, we're literally living in Matthew 24. And Father, we just pray you'd bless these words. May they be your words in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Like we're, I feel like we're really seeing Matthew 24 and the... And, parts of Revelation unfolding, but um, as we near the rapture, these things will accelerate. So, you know, evil is allowed to be demonstrated for a season. I mean, we're seeing, we haven't seen this type of um, carnage, destruction, refugees since World War II or thereabouts. And um, so when you see this demonstration of evil, it provokes us, doesn't it? I mean, we are provoked. and um, But evil has a time, right? Revelations 12, 10, and 12, it's a short time, and the devil knows it. But what the devil will try to do is he will try to close our spirit or give us spirit of heaviness so that we are incapacitated to minister in great duress like this. So, I want to talk about that just for a few minutes because your prayer, uh, your faith, your giving, your going, your ministering is really what is critical because as we near the rapture, these things will accelerate. So um, unfortunately, but and, and fortunately, unfortunately, we don't like to see pain, carnage, death, a destruction. Uh, but God says, I must do all these things because the rebellion of man, the hardness of hearts, and the shortness of time. So there's a great callous in our country and in our world to the gospel. So uh, this is a way to bring people back to ground zero. Okay, who are you? Who is God? Why are we here? What is the eternal spectrum of, of life. And um, so, isn't that sobering today? I want to encourage you, but this might be so, sobering a little bit. Uh, this is the verse God gave me for the Ukraine, Job 4, Job 4, 8. Listen to it. It's interesting. It says, even as I have seen those who plow iniquity and sow trouble reap the same by the blast of God they perish, and by the breath of His anger they are consumed. <laughs> That's what happens when you touch God's anointed, by the way, that verse. And uh, we, we love the Russian people, but what's happening uh, with Putin and things of this nature is evil. It's absolutely evil. And God will not wink at that. And we're seeing... Uh, we're seeing the hand of God on these cities. We're seeing the hand of God on His people. And 
But my message today is not about that. I just, you know, people feel, I was talking to a different Ukrainian state side here, and they say, I feel very helpless. I feel very helpless. Maybe we feel that way too. What can we do? And the answer is keep doing what you're doing, and that's the prayer might seem like a little thing, but it is not little. Prayer commissions angels. Prayer moves mountains. Prayer moves and pulls down strongholds. The impossible thing that we're trying to change will not change without prayer, right? So prayer, uh, I'm hearing about long prayer meetings and um, we're praying with the Ukrainians every day. It's amazing. In Kiev, they met. They're meeting. They're still doing church. Uh, they're still doing church in Lviv. They're in Odessa. They're evangelizing and praying with people on the streets uh, our churches east of that is different. They're, they're ministering in bunkers and things of that nature. And um, I just pray as people are, some are evacuating and some, some are staying. They're just like, we are, we are not leaving our people. So, which is incredible in my mind. Uh, but we are broken about it. But our spirit is not closed. And this is what I want to talk about today. Look at Isaiah 61, if you would. Um, you know, there's, there's roots going in, out of Romania into the Ukraine, Poland into the Ukraine, and the military is helping us deliver this aid. It's really incredible. There's a lot of great networking going on. But more important than protecting and nourishing the body, we want the spirit to be reached, right? So, but one of the devil's plans and tragedy or in difficulty is to shut down our spirit. I mean, how many of us have been in a situation where there's disappointment, but it's acute? It's like, it's almost like a, um, it's like being hit with a blunt instrument. It, it shocks you, it disorients you, it, it shuts you down. And uh, these kind of things happen through trauma and through um, abuse and other horrible things. And in talking with these Ukrainians, it feel, they, they keep saying this statement, it feels like we're walking in a nightmare, but God is holding us, God is keeping us. And, and it's incredible how God can open a spirit after such a tragic thing. And um, how does this happen? Well, we, we see this in 61. I, I love this chapter. I love these verses. The Spirit of the Lord... God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. Notice, notice that that's the first thing before anything else. Uh, we are always ministering truth uh, in many ways, if it's through word, if it's through action. I mean, we're seeing pictures of people cross over the, the, the western border into Poland, and the doors of the Poles' houses are opened at the border, there's hot tea and pastries. I mean, it's really incredible. And if you know anything about the history between the Poles and the Ukrainians, it's, a, it's strained due to history. But it's amazing how people are uh, sacrificially taking in. Like I talked to a family the other day that has a large house. They took in four families. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's, uh, it's really incredible. To preach good tidings to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to the opening of the prison 
to those that are bound. That's, that's the point right there. And, and notice what happens to open the prison. So there are physical prisons, right? But really there are many emotional prisons where people are restricted, they're shut down, things that were supposed to be turned on or turned off due to maybe sin, uh, a, a situation of trauma, something that they they was undeserving. The gospel opens our spirit. The gospel opens our spirit. Prayer opens our spirit. The body of Christ in the atmosphere and presence of God opens our spirit. This is one thing that we're saying with the Ukrainians is meet, meet together. In safety, obviously, don't be unwise, but meet, communicate. Don't, don't be isolated because that's a sure way to be um, shut down because uh, you're left with your own fear, your own thoughts, your own emotions, which can be crippling. He goes on to say this, uh, proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God. And there's a lot of prayer of that going on. Uh, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. And here it is. Um, the oil of joy for mourning. This is the exchange. This is how God opens the spirit. Someone might say, I can't trust again. I, I can't believe again. Uh, I, I cannot love again. All of these things, the devil has bruised the person's spirit so that something is broken deep inside. And God, by the way, God does not bruise us. God breaks us. There's a big difference. Bruising is, it incapacitates the muscle. It incapacitates and brings lots of pain. But the brokenness, I was talking with Dr. Chung, when you break a bone, it actually grows back and heals stronger. God breaks and resets and it grows back stronger. Bruising is different. Bruising incapacitates. Bruising is, inflicts such pain. But God says, I'll give them beauty in their ashes, right? I don't know about you, just seeing people sing in a bunker, that just, that just blows my mind. I, I just like, I don't know, I just, it's, it's just, wow. We're, we have a lot to be thankful for, amen? And the things that we have, we should not feel guilty that we have them but we should not hoard them to ourselves. We should give them as God leads. So, but, you know, I was talking to one Ukrainian yesterday, like, I have such survivor's guilt, and I'm thinking to myself, I get it, and then I don't get it, but really don't get stuck there. Just do what God has called you to do. Maybe you can't do everything, but you can do something, right? Do something. Pray and be led by the Spirit. There's no such thing as a little thing. But notice what he says here, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Do you see that? So the devil is constantly looking to weigh down the believer to get them occupied with ourselves, to get us occupied with the tragedy, to get us occupied with the problem. We are good for nothing, if, or we are good to no one if we are just <clears throat> repeating CNN or if we're just focused on the problem. We're good for nothing, actually, in that sense where it's good to be informed. But if too much, if we're laden with bad news, then it, it freezes us up. It freezes us up. And then we have what's called emotional whiplash. You ever been in a car accident? And you ever have a whiplash? It hurts like the dickens, right? It's almost like 
your your body has absorbed the impact and you've stretched out your your ligaments and your muscles and this kind of situation and situations that we will see nearing the rapture for the believer that has the spirit of heaviness it's understandable for an unbeliever because they don't know god and that's why our words of hope our words of faith our words of love are and our words of truth set people free amen they set people free um but if if I, and it's easy to do like my wife and i were talking like we woke up the other day and it was like we were so heavy in our spirit because of because we love the ukrainians as you do we live there many years we've been f- in that country a- actively working for over 30 years it's like these people are family to us and it's like when you see this part of it is you want you're angry right you want to just go fix the situation god's like wait a minute whoa, whoa slow down this is a supernatural situation that is way beyond flesh and blood and this is why if we approach the supernatural in the natural we will lose every time <laughs> if i go if we go after this situation in our natural we will there'll be depression discouragement and and absolute uh disillusionment but we can still uh, have empathy and sorrow and be sad, but it doesn't have to lead to, discour- uh, to depression or, um, uh, or freezing us in place because uh, God has a ministry in this, right? God has a ministry in this situation. God has a ministry in your situation. Maybe it's a family situation. Maybe it's a... Uh, an overcoming of an addiction, God says, I want to release the captives. I want to release the past, the, the captives. And I want to give the spirit, look at this, I want to give the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Okay, now look at this in Psalm 142. Um, I'm sure all of us have been in a place where there's compassion fatigue or there's nothing left to give. And that is okay if we take that to the right place and to go to God and say, Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I'm empty. Lord, I can't do it. And God is like saying, okay, that's good because now I can work. Now I can work. Um, you know, I, I wrote something years ago, and it's called Beautifully Broken. And, and think, of, think about these words because I think it's, it sums up what I'm trying to say today. Um, and before I read that, look at Psalm 142, 7. It says, our, it says, where am I? Uh, yes. Bring my soul out of prison that I might praise your name. The righteous shall surround me, for you shall deal bountifully with me. Isn't that good? Anybody been in prison before? Don't raise your hands. It's, 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 <laughs> uh, it's I've ministered in prison. I've personally not been in prison, but it's, it's, a, it's a pretty discouraging place, right? Uh, but God says, I will release you from your chains. I will release you from your bondages. I will release you from being stuck. Stuck. Okay. This is the, th- these are a few words from Beautifully Broken. What was designed to defeat me built me. Okay. What was, de- what was designed to defeat you and I God opens our spirit and it builds a new capacity. It builds new hope. It builds greater faith. It builds 
a clear understanding of dependency. What was intended to hurt me deepened me, right? There's a difference between being hurt and offended, right? There's a difference. A lot of people are offended. They say they're hurt, but they're really, def- they're really offended. That's a, that's a message in itself, right? Uh, that's Matthew chapter 5, 13 and 14. Uh, but what was intended to hurt me deepened me. It's all, it's what we do with what, with what our, it's what we do with our pain that matters everything. So let's say something real hurt us. Are we going to go deep with God or are we going to go, are we, are we going to go bitter? Are we going to go uh, revengeful? And uh, I'm amazed in talking with our Ukrainians, they are not hating Russians. They are not speaking evil of Russians. They're not. Uh, they are praying for them. It's amazing how Ukrainians are ministering to the Russian soldiers as well. Uh, that, is, that is a miracle of God. What was meant to discourage me taught me. What was meant to discourage me taught me something. Taught me something about myself. Taught me something about God. Taught me not to rely on myself. Taught me the relevance of the word. Taught me of how relevant God is in in every situation. God is touched with every situation. Hebrews 4.13. He is a high priest that is touched with the feeling of our infirmity. So when we say nobody cares, nobody understands, and da-da-da-da, which is a natural understanding, it's like God says, I understand. I know. And... um, I saw this picture that really ministered to me. Uh, there was this picture of one of the cities in, in Ukraine, and Jesus was laying over the city. It was a beautiful picture. And I thought, God is right in the midst of this, wherever. It, it's not uh, geographically, um, you know, Christ is everywhere. God is everywhere 100% of the time. But in this tragedy, we're seeing God uh, fully uh, manifested. I mean, we're, we're hearing and, and seeing uh, rockets disappearing, rockets or missiles hitting the ground, not detonating. I mean, uh, we're seeing these things, miraculous things. So God is very active in this. Uh, what was supposed to subdue me propelled me. What was meant to hel- hold me back actually pushed me forward, right? What, what is that? God says, it's like, I must bring you closer to me, and I'm your only option. And after you get it, I will send you out to minister. And we're seeing that. We're seeing that uh, in the Ukraine. We're seeing that in Poland. The, really, the Poles are, are like giving them a standing ovation in my heart. The Hungarians, the Romanians, um, they, are, they are just available, serving sacrificing. It's really incredible. But how many things in your life, in my life, has tried to subdue us, slow us down, push us down, like stay here and be quiet, don't move? It's like how many things in life is like that? And we're like, no, we're going to move in the Spirit. No, we're going to receive grace. No, we're going to fellowship with the love of God. I'm not going to let the devil shut down my spirit. My past, my sin, the the many reasons to quit. No, we're not going to let the we're not going to let the heavy hand of the devil or or the the cunning words talk us out of the will of God. Right? Why? Because we have the we have the garment of praise, the garment of praise. 
I mean, praise in the battle is very powerful because, because psychological warfare is first you defeat them in their mind and then they're pretty much useless physically. But, if, but how many Christians, how we can be strong in the mind, strong in the heart and, and, and doing what God has called us to do and staying in our lane to do what we're supposed to do and not trying to do, whatever, not trying to do everything that we're not supposed to do. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm making sense here, but what brought me pain quieted me. This is an interesting perspective, isn't it? What brought me pain quieted me down, right? Oh, that hurt, and it's rightfully so. It's wrong what's happened, or, or what's, uh, what the issue is is, in, is not fair. It's unjust. But it quieted me down. It quieted me to hear the voice of God. It quieted me to say, okay, Joseph's in, pr- in prison 13 years, or 11 to 13 years. What happened to Joseph? It was bad how wh- he was lied against, conspired against, wrongly accused. What happened to Joseph? Joseph quieted himself. And in that, that grueling preparation, he was promoted. And I love that. When you read it, it says God was with him. God was with, God was with Joseph. What was intended it, what was intended to harden me broke me, right? What was meant to make me hard broke me, broke you, kept you soft. This is really a work of the Spirit because honestly, because um, in Song of Solomon 2.9, we look through life or look at God through our walls. We're all, we're all, wall, we're all defensed cities, <laughs> We are all personally defense cities sometimes in the wrong way. God is saying, I'm knocking on your door in 320 of Revelations because I can't get in. And in Song of Solomon 2.9, the woman there is looking through her wall at the Lord, and God is saying, come away with me. Come from underneath your walls. In Matthew 6.14 and 15, stop harboring your offenses and, and forgive yourself as, long, as well as forgiving the ones that have done evil against you. This spirit of heaviness, it's okay to, to be burdened in the right sense, like we feel this to a degree, but it's not good to be rendered um, frozen. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, this is all we're thinking about in our minds racing. Like, I can't believe this is happening. It's like, okay, that doesn't help you. It doesn't help nor the person, peoples that are affected by it. And our mind racing, God wants to slow us down to quiet us. And then it says this, what made the difference? What, was the, what caused us to live in this exchange? And it's like his presence. Do you want to hear it again? You want to read it again? So what was designed to defeat me built me. What was intended to hurt me deepened me. What was meant to discourage me taught me. What was supposed to subdue me propelled me. What brought me pain quieted me. What was intended to harden me broke me. What made the difference? God's presence, right? It's God's presence. All right, let me show you something. Uh, Psalm 51. This is good. You know, one of the advantages and and great powers in a Christian's life is a carefree spirit. 
I'm not talking about a reckless spirit. I'm not talking about a spirit of jesting and joking with insensitivity, but a carefree spirit, you know, where we're sensitive to the spirit, but there's joy. They're sensitive to the spirit, and there is life, okay? There's life. I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, we were talking with a lady at Costco the other day, and she's like, her opening statement was, the world is on fire, right? The world is falling apart, and, and it is actually in one sense, but God is putting things into His place, amen? And we're just ministering, maybe in a few words, this, this principle of a carefree spirit, right? Um, all right, Psalm 51, look at this uh, great verse here in verse 12. And this is, this is not possible without the Holy Spirit, right? We receive the grace of God, right? And it insulates us, right? We receive the love of God. And, and, and what does it do? It, it, it keeps us charged in the Spirit. We are not called to understand everything. I mean, how, many, how much frustration can happen when we try to understand what God is doing? I mean, Romans 11.33, he's past finding out. Like, Lord, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? I wouldn't do it that way. And da, da. Like, the, the natural man is very problem-solving, right? And God doesn't need any help, right? <laughs> He only knows everything, and he's only everywhere present, and he's also everywhere powerful, by the way. But, but we think we can help God, right? And this is where the devil gets us stuck because we're like, we are emotionally vested. And there's this uh, compassion fatigue, and God's like, this is, I'm on another level on our knees and acting uh, as the Spirit leads and, and I don't want to say that the Christian is passive. That, uh, prayer is very proactive. Like in the spiritual realm, it is exceptionally proactive. It is tearing down strongholds. It's moving mountains, and it's commissioning angels. I would rather be praying, and then God may give you something to do, and then do it with all our might. Amen. But without prayer, we're just we're literally um, just throwing things to the wind, right? All right, we're going to close here. Psalm 51, 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous or carefree spirit. I mean, does God weep today over what's going on in the world? Yes, He does. I think of what He says to Jerusalem. I would have gathered you like a hen would her, with her chicks, but you would not come. So, we see that God's hand is open to the evil and the unthankful, Romans 10, 21, all day long. His hands are open all day long. But if people don't come, what, what, what's going to happen? Well, the wages of sin is death. So God will allow consequences to, to break up the fallow ground to get people's attention again. Like, oh, by the way, your life is not about yourself. Your life is about getting to know me. And this is where you and I come in and, and the millions of believers to, to minister love, minister care, minister uh, hope. Notice how Isaiah 61 started. It is preaching the good news, the good news, the good news. Yes, it's giving food. Yes, it's humanitarian aid, sure, but it's also the spirit, my carefree spirit. We're traveling light. You know, I remember, uh, I mean, have you ever traveled with a lot of bags? I remember 
running from one airplane to the, because our connection got late. And I, I remember running to from one plane to another, and and this airport. I think we were in uh, where were we? I think we were in London. Uh, it was like a, it's a huge trek. I mean, you're just like running. And th I was thanking God I only had one backpack on, you know, because uh, if you're traveling light, you can move quickly, and a moving target is hard to hit. But if we're laden with all these bags and uh, wow, yeah, that's a that's a tough go. We might miss our flight. <laughs> we might miss our opportunity. We might miss the boat, as they say. But as believers, our spirit can be open to God. Isn't that good? We don't have to let the lie of the devil close us down, shut us down. Um, and really, this thing in Russia, the censorship law, that is interesting. We will see that here at some point. I, I hope that is not sooner rather than later, but it may be. But certain things cannot be said now with Russia without a 15-year penalty. 15 years or a trial to pursue the, 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 the person that breached that law. 15 years. I mean, if we think that's not going to be here, we're fooling ourselves. But, but I'm not going to internalize that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to worship God, and God will give wisdom in that moment when that moment comes. I'm not going to worry. You're not going to worry about what's going to happen. We're going to live today, today 100%, and then he'll give wisdom from when that day comes. Isn't that good? This is how we keep a carefree spirit, because you are important in the battle. You, me, others, 5518 of Psalms, we are needed in the battle. We are needed in the battle. I'm stirred up with you today just to encourage you that, that uh, let's jump over our walls. Let's surrender our offenses and say, you know what, so what? I was offended, so what? There's greater things at stake, the lost. Uh, meeting Jesus uh, with, a, with, a, with a pure heart, right? There's greater things at stake. Who cares if we get offended, right? Who, how many care if you get offended? Who cares? Doesn't matter, right? No hands. Oh, that's scary. Come on. Who cares if we get offended, right? It's not about us. That's beautiful. It's not about Like, Jesus was led to the slaughter. There you go. So just to encourage you with those great words today. <laughs> Let's, ha let's, be, let's, just, let's just let the Lord break down our walls and break through our gates and, and let's just find those that are mourning and give them the oil of gladness. Just say, hey, listen, I'm nothing, but I got something and it's right here. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus. And you know what will happen? Daniel's will be found. Esther's will be found. Isaiah's will be found. Jeremiah's will be found. Uh, David's will be made known. And you know what will happen? There'll be a harvest of souls in our tragedies. There'll be harvests of souls in our tra tragedies. And in heaven one day, we'll say, wow, Lord, your plan was perfect, even though I didn't understand it. <laughs> I just kept looking at you, and you made it all work. Isn't that good? So, Lord, thank you today for these thoughts, and we just pray for our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine today. It is a real serious matter, but it is not something that has surprised you, nor is it greater than you. And we just pray that your angels would be all over. Your people bring a stop to this madness. And we pray also for everyone involved that your gospel, the humanitarian aid, that the care, the love, 
that people would see you, Lord, and find you in this. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.